0: Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply.
2: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio.
3: Welcome to the program. It's hour two. Dan and the Danett's Dan Patrick Show. Brian Kelly, Notre Dame head coach, will join us coming up. And in an hour, we'll talk to the freshly minted number one golfer in the world, John Rahm, will join us as well. You can join us in a variety of ways. You can tweet, email, dial us up. Marvin will be on the receiving end of your phone calls. Say good morning to chat row. Your moderator, chat Rowe, is Tyler. Big German is directing this program. You can watch on YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. And you can listen on our radio affiliates numbering 362 around the country. We all know that deadlines spur action, and that seems to be the case for the NFL. Yesterday, they reached an agreement with the NFL Players Association on a key issue. How frequently will players get tested? Once a day to start, then they'll move to every other day if the positive rate is below 5%. Sports had a great day yesterday. When you think about the NBA testing, what's going on with the NHL, with baseball, you're starting to see some very promising results here. And, you know, something like this wouldn't have happened a couple of weeks ago, but they've settled these things and now these leagues moved on to uh, other unresolved issues like the number of preseason games in the NFL or how training camps going to be structured. Can you have inner squad games? Could you maybe have uh, a a game, uh, a simulated game with another team and trying to figure out how you're going to have these athletes conditioned to be able to start the season without preseason and get ready to go into the regular season, just trying to avoid Soft tissue injuries is going to be a major priority for teams. You know, that in addition to COVID. If you're an NFL fan, you probably feel a little better today, at least you should, than yesterday. Owners and players want this to happen. Now it's a matter of translating that desire into the kind of policies that can ensure we can actually have football in the fall. But we'll talk to Brian Kelly about that with college football because it feels like the NFL... Full speed ahead, they haven't leaked too many details and they love to leak some positive information. They haven't said much here about getting this season off on time. But this is a little bit of a hiccup with no preseason because it does still create that doubt, can you start on time? Maybe they can. We really don't need that many preseason games. And keep in mind, yesterday at this time, I was told on Sunday night, now they're going down to one preseason game. And I went, oh, okay, that was quick. And then by the end of yesterday, the offer was zero games. So it's starting to escalate. And now you're going to see that these NFL teams probably won't have any preseason games. And that's going to hurt a a couple of players, a couple of coaches. It'll hurt some players who are trying to make rosters here. The preseason, I'm a preseason fan because I like to see the players who maybe you followed in college and they get a chance. And usually you're looking at that third, fourth, fifth round player who does have a really good chance of making the team and having an impact on these teams. You know, rookie quarterback, I'm always interested just to see how they look. You know, Daniel Jones looked good in preseason. And I know that they, we can skew the numbers in preseason. You go, man, he looked pretty good. You know, Mitchell Trubisky looked great in the preseason, his rookie year. Chase Daniel is the greatest preseason quarterback of all time. The numbers lie. But I want to see your composure. And the mark of a quarterback who has that ability to be able to compartmentalize and go, okay, that's one play, now move on. It's the quarterback who gets sacked, then what's he do the next play? The quarterback who throws the interception, what's he do the next time he gets back on the field? These guys are so used to success and high levels of success. That's where I want to see what happens when something goes wrong, because the walls start to close in, the pocket gets muddier, the speed is still you know, alarmingly fast, and then you can see where quarterbacks slow everything down, and then it clicks, and then they get it. And Daniel Jones last year quietly got it. Kyler Murray. All the doubters, oh, he's going to get passes knocked down, going to Arizona, they're not very good. Kyler Murray turned in a very respectable rookie season. Now you want to see what he does this next season because we saw Baker Mayfield, really good rookie season, and then he regressed. And that's what you're looking for. Like Dwayne Haskins, there are people who feel like, and I'm talking about NFL analysts, and two in particular I've spoken to, they like what they've seen with Dwayne Haskins. And I said, well, what have you really seen? Lost weight, and you're going to have Ron Rivera in there, who's worked with Cam Newton, even though they're not the same type quarterback, but being able to have somebody who has worked with an NFL MVP at quarterback and just to be able to impart some wisdom on Dwayne Haskins, because I do think they have some weapons there in Washington, uh, the wide receivers, and he throws a great deep ball. The question is, will he take the next step? That's what I'm always looking for. Josh Allen, is this who Josh Allen is going to be? And that is show you signs of greatness, a glimpse of greatness, but then also he'll have those plays where you go, what is he thinking? Lamar Jackson, does he take the next step? What is that next step? Is the next step possible? 1,200 yards, 36 touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes. What happens with a new contract? Winning a Super Bowl is Jared Goff a flash? Is he going to be able to rally, come back, prove the doubters wrong? Carson Wentz can he stay healthy? Like you have all of these questions there. Every every one of these teams, you can look at the quarterback and you'll have a question about them. You know Tom Brady getting acclimated to the NFC and playing for Bruce Arians in Tampa. Phillip Rivers playing for the Colts. Aaron Rodgers. Who is Aaron Rodgers anymore? Who are the Packers? You know, Ben coming back from a serious injury. Baker Mayfield. Go down the list. You've got a question. You know, is Tyrod Taylor your starter? Is Ryan Fitzpatrick your starter? Will Tua get a chance to start? Do you want Joe Burrow starting the season? Like, these are all storylines that will play out in no preseason now. And you're going to have a little bit more pressure. A lot more pressure on the rookie quarterbacks. But Cam's going to have more pressure. Tom Brady will have more pressure. Phillip Rivers is going to have more pressure. When you change teams, you know, that ability to be able to go, we're going to hit the ground running. You're going to have teams. And Belichick always, not that he says this, but his players will tell this to you, or former players, they, they know who they are after the first month. Like he, Belichick treats the first month of the season like it's the preseason. Like, he doesn't panic. But, of course, in the AFC East, you don't have to panic. He's going to have to panic a little bit more with, you know, Buffalo being real. Maybe the Jets improve, and we know the Dolphins are a, a tough out for the Patriots, at least. But, you know, these coaches approach it differently. Uh, you know, Kevin Stefanski in Cleveland, he can't get off to a 1-3 start. It just, I worry about those personalities. Whereas Belichick, he goes 1-3, and three, you're not going to panic because he's He'll eventually know who his team is after that first month. McLovin, what's the poll question today?
1: Which QB will be hurt most by not having a preseason? It's actually Cam Newton is a strong number one. And then Burrow and Herbert are tied for a second. Nobody has Tom Brady on here. They think he'll be
3: fine. Yeah, he should be because he the only thing we worry about is the offensive line there. But he's got weapons there and he'll love playing for Bruce Arians. And he's been working out with these guys, too. Uh, Do you want to do uh, another poll question? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Do you want our silly poll from over here? We were debating. uh, It started out with Seton wondering about the implications of the salary uh, cap of Patrick Mahomes' uh, injury guarantee, at which point everybody's eyes glazed over, including Seton's. Uh, We all got confused. Which concept in sports causes you the most misunderstanding? Ready? Salary cap in the NFL. Yeah. The NHL blue line. Oh, uh soccer offsides. And anyone could jump in here, by the way. Cricket as a sport. <laughs> and I just put him for fun. Whatever that thing that uh Mike Rabel did to Bill Belichick in the playoffs last year that I just could not wrap my head around where he kept on running the clock down. Oh, yeah. Or side one is when Bill Belichick did that thing to the Ravens where he was shorter reporting in guys. Yeah. I didn't understand that. But I I uh we're struggling with the salary cap over here, Dan. I don't know if you haven't
3: mastered. Well, now, no, I haven't. And now you're going to have the possibility, due to the pandemic, that the salary cap will go down 20 to $30 million. And then what's that going to do to contracts? And is Mahomes' salary contract tied to the salary cap? How much is tied to the salary A cap? A percentage of the salary <laughs> yeah, cap? That's not... Uh. But and there's triggers in there that will then activate uh, the... Uh, uh, yeah, the old triggers. What? I trigger. Um, and then you... Yeah, I try to figure it out just enough. And then Mahomes said he calls up Chris Jones, the great defensive lineman, and says, hey, let's get your deal done. I left some money for you. I don't know how much he left him, but I think everybody is in agreement that Patrick Mahomes' deal, if he's staying healthy is going to turn out to be a a win for the Kansas City Chiefs. It's like Bryce Harper, that deal is going to turn out to be a team positive contract. At the time, we look at these deals and we go, I can't believe, I think I said it about Bryce Harper. You know, I'm not the biggest Bryce Harper fan, but I understand why people, enjoy, I love watching him. I just don't know if he's as good as the hype that goes along with it. But, you know, you want to pay him that kind of money and then you start to look at what these numbers are you know Russell Wilson when he signed his extension he was the highest paid quarterback for like a day or something and you start to look at those numbers you go wow that's a lot of money and then you realize it's not when by comparison everybody gets their day to be the highest paid player in the uh, sport when it comes to being a quarterback by the way Antonio Brown has retired has he sent in the papers that he's retired? That's what I want to he, know. He said that he's retired. I'd like to see if there's a retirement papers there. He doesn't even know if he can play for a team. Because he is the NFL going to discipline him? Let's say Tyler Lockett got hurt for Seattle in week four. Do the Seahawks reach out to Antonio Brown? Can you reach out to Antonio Brown? Because... I don't even know if he's going to be disciplined by the NFL. And I don't know if there's an ongoing investigation there. The NFL does not want Antonio Brown back in the league. And Antonio Brown, is he, is he announcing his retirement? Is it a preemptive strike? Because nobody's going to pick him up? So it's like the guy who takes his name out of the running for a job who wasn't going to get the job but he's going to take his name out. Of, I've taken my name out of the running for jobs before because I wasn't going to get those jobs. But uh, yeah, I'm not interested in that. Oh, hosting Jeopardy? Oh, I'm going to take my name out of the running for that. You didn't. You weren't going to get a chance to be. there. Yeah, Paul.
4: Imagine you get fired from a company a year later. You're they're going on with their business. You're going on with their business. You run in a year later. You go,
3: I quit. <laughs> it's
4: Antonio Brown. Yeah.
5: Yeah, see. The best part is that it was only seven days earlier that he said, gearing up to do it again. Oh, I know. I know. Ready to come back? Oh. That
4: kind of decisiveness you want in your franchise. Yeah.
3: yeah. AB 2.0. I worry about him. Yeah. I do. Long term, I, I, I worry about him. Uh, a couple other things. Uh, Sean McVay is the Rams head coach, and he's a little skeptical about the NFL's plan.
2: What I've been telling our people is we're going to have a great plan. Whether we get a chance to execute that plan now or a little bit later remains to be seen. But I am confident we'll have a season. We'll be able to play football. Whether or not it goes exactly on the schedule that we've all seen, that's something that I'm a little skeptical of right now.
3: And uh, the coach also is in agreement with me about the start of the season
2: usually when you get about a week out and right now that's exactly where we're at start to get revved up get excited and there's something about this time that you know the amount of things that have to take place for that to logistically get off and get going something about it tells me maybe there's a chance that things get moved back
3: yep i agree also uh that was courtesy of the uh heli podcast helipod podcast and uh, LeBron James met with the media, and uh, he talked about what the bubble is like.
6: I think every season is, has its own challenges. The mentality for me, you know, hasn't changed, even though we had to lay off. But having this experience right here, you know, it feels like a big old AAU tournament for grown men. So you, you take it and you, you know, you enjoy it, and, and we get to do what we love to do, and that's play the game of basketball and be with our, our teammates and brothers. So it's all good.
3: Yeah, I like it. It's like an AAU tournament there. And if you've ever been to those tournaments, it's just five or six different courts and you got, you know, games going on. You got random people walking around. Um, LeBron also talked about the MVP race as well.
6: As far as the MVP race, I think, I uh, you know, show what I'm capable of doing, not only individually, but from a team's perspective. Us being number one in the West, there was a lot of conversation about LeBron can do those things in the East, but if he ever came to the West, what can he do? Uh, so, you know, I heard all of that. To be able to to have our team at, at the top of the Western Conference and, and playing the way that we were playing at that time and the way I was playing, you know, that's, a, that's definitely a good feeling.
3: I don't know if somebody just asking the simple question, who do you think is the MVP? Because I'd, I'd love to hear, if he says he is, that'd be great. I'd love to hear, tell, tell me why, if he says I am, then I'd say, tell me why. Because I'd be curious about that. And I think in his heart, he knows that he's the MVP. He's the MVP of the sport. Giannis, I think, is going to do, he's going to do a double duty here. MVP and also Defensive Player of the Year. That doesn't happen often. Uh, let me get a couple of phone calls in here. John in South Carolina. Hey, John, what do you have for me? Hey, Dan, uh, love your show. Um, I'm on my way to the hospital to work, so uh, I don't have much time. I uh, just came up with an idea. Uh, I think we should scrap the NFL and college football together, and why not have the NFL teams,
7: and college teams in their area?
3: Yep, we lost you, John. I'm I'm not quite sure what he said. He said something about getting rid of football, which that didn't work. Well, then I think he was saying NFL in college towns. Yes. Well, what he was saying was that if we actually just
5: follow them, <laughs> <laughs> and then we we're just going to go ahead and go to the games,
3: and then you, don't have to Michael in Wisconsin. Hey, Mike, what do you have for me?
5: Hey, DP, six two two eighty, first time, long time. Uh, so. I have an idea for the NFL schedule. Oh, Follow the baseball format, play regional games, two leagues, four divisions, the Midwest, the Southeast, Northeast, and the West. Okay. Seven, 14-game schedule, play your, divi- play your division twice. Okay. The networks might not like the missing two games, but at least you get football.
3: All right. Thank you, Michael. Um, At this point, I I saw a poll. Did you see these numbers, McLevin? Then we'll take a break. Um, ESPN did a survey over 1,000 sports fans age 18 and older and found that 78% were in favor of sports resuming play despite restrictions on fan attendance. And my reaction was what's wrong with the other 22%? Like, at, at this point, you can't have fans and you don't want sports? Would you rather have, have nothing? Wow. 78% of the fans were in favor of sports returning, even if there are no fans. 22% were not.
4: What is wrong with you, 22%? If you offer me a bratwurst and there's no mustard, I'm not just going to throw the bratwurst away.
3: <laughs> I'm going to eat it. I'm, I'm going to be... give you bratwurst, no mustard, no bun. Okay. You're I'll... still doing it. Fine. By the way, we did a pizza challenge, and uh, we showed the first segment of uh, four great pizza pizzerias, as we like to say, in the uh, New Haven, Connecticut area. Fritzi had a hard time kind of understanding what the whole concept was. Looking
7: back, it was basic math; it was just plates and pizza slice involved.
3: I think during this break, if you're watching on YouTube.com, we uh, we crowned there are no losers, but we do crown a champ. We had a taste test with presentation, sauce crust, and uh, we we differed on this. But uh four great pizzerias in this area. We got the pizza in uh, late, late last week, and then we recorded it so we could play it during the uh, commercial breaks when you're watching on uh, YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. Brian Kelly, Notre Dame head coach, will join us coming up next. Is he going to guarantee there will be a season and a season where Notre Dame doesn't play USC for the first time since... World War II. 20 after the hour, this is the Dan Patrick Show. You know, I'm lucky in this position because occasionally I'll get things from sponsors. And I got some earbuds and I took them home. And then I realized that I couldn't find them. And then I realized that my son had them in his ears. Every day, E25 earbuds from Raycon. And then I brought home another pair. And then I realized that they were in my daughter's ears. And I realize I'm not bringing anything home anymore. But uh, you'll understand why people love these uh, wireless earbuds. Seamless Bluetooth pairing. There's more bass. You get six hours of playtime. And uh, you love the design. The fit, it's nice. It's a noise-isolating fit there. Uh, There's no dangling wires or stems. The earbuds are stylish. They're discreet. And you're going to love the sound. They're comfortable. Wireless earbuds... So comfortable. And they're about half the price of other premium wireless earbuds on the market. And they sound just as amazing. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash Patrick. That's buyraycon.com slash Patrick for 15% off. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR.
2: Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long.
3: Affleck has the assist for you. Get help with expenses health insurance doesn't cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. We were just talking about spring training. Miller Lite, get it delivered to your door. Visit MillerLite.com Patrick. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Dan Patrick Show brought to you by Mercedes-AMG. Be prepared for whatever comes your way. It's the all-new GT four-door coupe because life is a race. Visit your local dealership for a test drive today. If you missed any of our interviews from the Mercedes-AMG Man Cave, go to the Dan Patrick Show app or danpatrick.com. Watch and listen from inside the Mercedes-AMG Man Cave, Mercedes-AMG driving performance. This uh, information from uh, Notre Dame Sports Information, we just had our third round of testing numbers come back. And since we began on June 18th, we have administered 356 tests and have had only two positive results. Notre Dame head coach Brian Kelly joining us on the program. How optimistic are you, coach, that we're going to start on time when you face Navy?
7: I'm optimistic that we're going to start, Um, you know, then students get on campus and our guys move off campus. Essentially, Dan, we leave the bubble and start the season. So unlike maybe some of the professional uh, teams like the NHL or, you know, the NBA, they move into a bubble and start their season. College football leaves the bubble and starts the season. So we'll get to the starting line. We'll see what happens after that.
3: But what is your message and what will your message be to your athletes once school starts and uh, you know, campus activities, going off campus, socializing?
7: What's your priority? If you want to play college football this fall, uh, you'll have to do the things that you've done over the last, uh, four weeks and the numbers speak for themselves, right? We've already, you know, said that, you know, you can do this, but you've done it in a confined environment, but they have had to do the things necessary, right? They've stayed out of the bars. They've stayed away from parties, uh, social distancing, wearing masks, washing hands, all the things that we already know, right? We've heard that day in and day out. They'll have to continue that discipline. And there's going to have to be peer accountability. Guys are going to have to say to other guys, you can't do that because I want to play this fall. And if you do that and you get me sick, uh, I'm not going to be happy. So a big dose of pure accountability, a good dose of guys wanting to play the season is really going to be about what happens when the season starts.
3: Have you started practicing?
7: No, we have not. We're in uh, strength training and conditioning. Um, and, and really, it's about four weeks in. Most uh, football programs would normally get about 8 weeks stand prior to their first padded practice. So, you know, we still got some work to do relative to uh, uh, the time off. You know, remember now, that no spring practice, no real designated uh, offseason. Uh, these guys were deconditioned a little bit. So we're getting back there, but we still need a little bit more time to continue to condition our athletes.
3: Whose protocols are in place, Notre Dame's or the NCIA's?
7: Notre Dames. Um, So this has really been driven by each institution. Uh, Certainly, there's an eye towards the state's CDC guidelines. And and certainly, the NCAA has some. Uh, One in particular would be the 72-hour testing mandate, where all teams must be tested 72 hours prior to competition. But by and large, this has been, Dan, about the institutions putting together their own procedures and protocols as it relates to uh, how to keep their football team safe and healthy.
3: What about non-conference games being canceled by, you know, we've seen this with the Pac-12, the Big Ten. Uh, how's that affecting Notre Dame?
7: Well, certainly as an independent, you know, we, <laughs> we lose some of those natural rivalries that we've played for years. Uh, certainly the USC game, uh, certainly Stanford. Uh, we will not play Wisconsin. Uh, but we have a collateral agreement with the acc and so we will lean heavily on that jack swarbrick has certainly been involved in that in terms of uh, setting up a schedule we feel very confident dan at the end of the day we're going to have a, a very competitive schedule using acc uh, as as a really good partner in this whole scheduling for us moving forward now the, there are Conferences that haven't come out with not wanting to give up those non-league games. And so those stay on the table for us as well. So we'll see how that plays out over the next couple of weeks.
3: Yeah. Could you see where the SEC just says we're playing football, whether the Pac-12 or Big 12 or Big 10? You know, know, we talked to uh, Commissioner Sankey that I don't know if they ruled it out, but could you see where a conference just says we're taking care of our own here?
7: Yeah, certainly. I could see that, uh, you know, there's some natural rivalries, right, that the the ACC and the SEC has, right? Um, You know, the South Carolina Clemson game, you know, uh, Kentucky-Louisville. So, you know, Florida against Florida State, you know, we have Arkansas on our schedule uh, this year. So, you know, that's conceivable that those games uh, may want to stay on the schedule. So, as I said, I think you know the SEC is evaluating you know the landscape uh, in our country and where we are, and and I think the ACC may be doing that as well. So uh, I think you'll see some things that that will start to clear up over the next week.
3: Was there a chance you were going to play Alabama?
7: No, I don't believe we've got them scheduled down the road here in a couple of years. So I, I think that that was going to be suffice for us, and and certainly uh, those are the kind of games we want to play. We've got Ohio State coming on our schedule, Wisconsin, uh, Alabama in a couple of years. So. Um, I, I don't believe that that was going to happen you know when you're a non you know when you're an independent and uh, you know you you have an open schedule everybody's going to look towards Notre Dame as being the first one that you fill it with
3: we're talking to Brian Kelly the uh, Notre Dame head coach who I believe did you start your coaching career coaching women's softball
7: I did yeah it was uh, it was a great uh, experiment for me more than an experiment I, I think it really laid the foundation for me in terms of wanting to be around people that just love to play. And, and the ladies that I coached loved to play the game. There was no moving on to the professional ranks. It was playing the game because they loved to play. And, and I think that that's what really kind of energized me in my coaching profession is that uh, I wanted to be around people that just enjoyed to play and, and had that genuine um, uh, fire for the game itself.
3: And you had stops along the way, Cincinnati, Central Michigan, uh, Grand Valley State, where you won a couple of national titles. You get to Notre Dame, and I think we discussed this before, like, is, does the competitor say, now I want to see what I would do in the NFL? Like, do you, do, you, do you harbor those thoughts, that competitiveness that you say, okay, let me see if I could do it in the NFL?
7: You know, I think I did at times. Um, I don't anymore because I think I've got a better sense and understanding of what the NFL model looks like. And and I'd much prefer to have, and, and this isn't to be said in a manner that I want control, uh, but I do like the fact that, that I can um have say over my roster, uh, that I do have say over, you know, who I recruit on a day-to-day basis. And, and 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 in some senses, you probably wouldn't have it, and certainly I wouldn't, as a first-time NFL head coach, have that kind of say and control over the fate of where my program would go, or in that sense, franchise. So I really like that, and having 30 years in college football invested in having those kind of decisions It's really difficult to move in another direction.
3: Uh, We've talked about the the changing of the guard, the new guard of uh, quarterbacks coming in. And I'm curious, you being an offensive minded guy, the quarterback you're bringing in, is it kind of reflective of what the NFL is looking for for success there with Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, uh, that dual threat?
7: you know, it's interesting that we have these conversations because for the last three to five years, everyone had been saying, you know, we'll never go to the college type quarterback in the NFL. He'll never make it. He'll never get through. He'll never get through the season. And, and now it's, it's certainly, um, it's the best athlete, right? You know, if you're in high school, who touches the football every time it's not the corner, you know, it's the best athlete is the quarterback. And, You know, whether it's Cam Newton uh, or or whether it's uh, Jackson, uh, Mahomes just got paid. I think he's a pretty good athlete. Uh, It's going to be about a guy that can extend and keep plays alive outside the realm of what that guy drew up on the board. We're only as smart as the guy that can keep the play alive. And that's the quarterback that's a dual athlete.
3: Yeah. Did you recruit any of these guys? Were you in on any of these players at Notre Dame?
7: Um. You know, I think in, in some instances, if you look across the board, there's a number of guys that we had conversations with uh, that are in the NFL today. Um, but but quarterbacking is is such an um, inexact science at that age. You know what I mean? Everybody has, you know, it's the beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And, and so we have conversations with a number of guys across the board. I remember when Aaron Rodgers was coming out of junior college and I was in Central Michigan. You know, we made a call into him and, and, you know, he wasn't going to leave the West Coast, you know. And so, you know, those kinds of conversation happen throughout recruiting. Whether you actually had any kind of chance of getting those quarterbacks is, is hard to say. But uh, had probably conversations with 10 or 15 quarterbacks in the NFL.
3: Tom Izzo, the Michigan State head coach, said it still haunts him that he missed out on Chris Weber. Is there a player that still haunts you that you missed out on?
7: oh my you know after doing it for 30 years uh probably i don't know if you know the story but i was at central michigan and uh you know we we recruited jj watt and uh, we signed jj watt at central michigan and then i left to take the job at cincinnati and and jj watt left uh, to go to wisconsin i would have in retrospect i would have <laughs> packed, i i would have packed him up in my suitcase <laughs> you know guys like that are are once in a lifetime having a chance to to coach a guy like that um so th- those are the ones that come back to you sometimes
3: yeah but coach you had him as a tight end though didn't you
7: yeah we did but you know he was going to move but i had jason kelsey as a quarterback so how smart am i you know you know guys guys uh, you recruit them. And, you know, you start them in a position and they eventually move one day.
3: Yeah. Travis Kelsey was an unbelievable athlete. He is an unbelievable athlete. Yeah.
7: Good. Yeah. We had him as our goal line quarterback as a true freshman. And uh, we knew that he wasn't going to last very long at the quarterback position. But he was such a such a great athlete. We could have played him anywhere.
3: Coach, good to talk to you. Hopefully we're, yep. we're this optimistic as we get ready to start the season. Do you know if you're starting on September 5th or 6th against uh, Navy?
7: We really don't know now. I mean, once we've uh, obviously you know, had the non-league games uh, taken away from us in, in, in a large degree, uh, our, our calendar will be probably decided a lot by what the ACC schedule looks like. So sometime next week we'll have a better understanding of when we start.
3: Yeah, can you call me and just let me know so I can plan? You know, that's a game I like to watch, Naval Academy no against Notre Dame. Yeah. No, no doubt. Yeah, Thanks, guess, Dan. Appreciate right. it. Thank you, Coach. That's uh, Coach Brian Kelly. I think he's going to call me. It sounded like that, right? September fifth or sixth. That game was supposed to be in Ireland, but uh, they moved it. That would have been. And Notre Dame's played there before, but that that would have been a fun trip to take: the Naval Academy against Notre Dame in uh, in Ireland. All right, um, John Rom is going to join us coming up top of the hour. He's the uh, number one player in uh, in the, on the PGA Tour. Yes, Paulie.
4: We're, we're due for a bro trip when uh, things start clearing up here. Uh, sports-ish, bro trip, barbecue, something. Mm. I don't know if it's Ireland or SEC. Or. I
3: gave you pizza. I, we had a pizza party. It was great. Yeah, and, and we're going to reveal the winner of our pizza contest coming up during the commercial break here on uh, YouTube.com slash the Dan Patrick Show. You know who won? We all did. We're all winners there. Great, great pizza that we got. And uh, we did declare one place a winner. Uh, and everybody else finished tied for second. We'll take a break and have that for you coming up. Phone calls, and McLovin, are you going to stay with the poll question? Or are you going to uh, change we got, some,
1: we got some more options. Oh. Wait,
3: after the break. Are they different than the ones you gave me earlier?
1: Well, we haven't read all the ones that we
3: gave you earlier. But, yeah, we gave some different ones. Did, thank you, McLovin. I'll have to ask Ethan. Maybe he's got a question. Did you see where, um, despite... They're already being three outs in the fifth inning of the Yankees game against the Phillies. The Phillies manager, Joe Girardi, wanted his pitcher, uh, Vince Velasquez, to face one more batter, and that batter happened to be Aaron Judge. Yeah, he hit a home run. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to get used to that if you're facing Aaron Judge. That's
7: what happens when you try to get four outs in an inning against the Yankees. I'm not going to put up with that.
3: Thank you, Todd. All right, we'll take a break here. We'll come back after this on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at youtube.com slash the Dan Patrick Show.
2: Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long.
3: Affleck has the assist for you. Get help with expenses health insurance doesn't cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. You know what I did last summer? I went to Italy, and it was awesome.
5: And you know what I did before that that was even more awesomer? Uh, They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. There's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation and payment options and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use the code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking on the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences, you'll remember. Do more with Viator.
3: McLovin, why don't you change the poll question to, will you miss the preseason? Okay. I'm curious. Because I'm still baffled by this ESPN poll that said 78% of fans are in favor of sports returning, even if there are no fans. Is there an alternative to the question? Is it just, are you in favor of sports returning, even if there are no fans? Yes or no?
1: Some people must have implied that some people are saying, if there are no fans, I don't want to go. Or I don't want to be involved. They're really mad about no fans.
3: Well, we can't do anything about it. Unless we try to do what NASCAR is doing, and maybe we get to that point where you have, so what fans are willing to watch if there are twelve thousand fans in the stands? Now all of a sudden you're going to watch. To me, it doesn't make a difference. And the fans were ages eight, eighteen, and older there. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious about that, uh, but. Just give me some, something that's live, something that's actually happening right in front of me. I don't care if there's fans. I, I'm going to miss the ambiance for a little while, and then after that, we're just going to get used to it. We have to. Yeah, Paul.
4: You know, I've watched a lot of soccer the past couple months, and the soccer players are in their full uniforms, and they're playing at their home arenas. They, you know, they hold 60,000, but nobody's there. Basketball's going to be the weirdest. When the NBA comes back and these guys are being introduced at a place that looks like a junior college gym, When LeBron James, in full uniform as a Laker, comes out playing in a gym that looks like something he hadn't played in since he was probably a sophomore in high school. That's the smallest gym he's probably played
3: in. It's going to look very weird. But after a while, the way it's shot, like that's going to be the key, is how they are shooting the games themselves, how they frame it, that you can make something look really good, really big, really small. It depends on the angles that uh, TNT is able to give us in ESPN. That's going to be the key. I'm excited that you're going to have double headers or triple headers. That's going to be fun to be able to watch that. You might have three games in a day. Be great. Afternoon game, early evening, later in the evening. Damian Lillard, I think, is joining us on the program tomorrow from the bubble. Did you see his uh, setup down there? Got a presidential suite. He's Got his uh, recording studio there as well. Yeah, they, I, I saw the tour of uh, where he's staying there. That's nice little crib you got down there. I, I'm okay. He could have social distancing in his room without a problem. You could have 20 people in there and have social distancing. Yes, McLevin?
1: See, I'm worried about you with all these sports going on at once because you're a notorious flipper. Like, you'll simultaneously watch three games at yes, once. Yes, yes. So you have hockey, baseball, basketball. Yeah, but that's fun. And you'll, you'll work in, like, some some main, a documentary cabin masters. <laughs> yeah. Sunderland. Main, till I die? Or
3: yeah. I just finished the, uh, Stefan Marbury documentary kid from Coney Island. Very good. I just stumbled upon a movie desperados. It's about uh, three women who go to Mexico. <laughs> Don't tell me you clicked on that. I did. Oh my God. I did.
1: That's a movie that I would watch.
3: I, I know. But what happens is you'll see a website that'll go top 10 movies on Netflix. So I always scroll through to see if I would be interested in something. And I was going to do the uh, Charlie's Theron movie. Watched it. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. Charlie's <laughs> no Theron. Like, no matter what it is.
1: No matter what Charlie's Theron movie, he's seen it. That. that It was a combination of about 400 different movies just glommed into one the Charlie's Theron movie.
3: And I also watched Extraction with one of the Hemsworth brothers. You need oh, support. yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that one too. I mean, that is reason number 572 that we need sports back. <laughs> then I'm watching things like Desperados and Extraction. Yeah, see. Well, now that you mention it, you're right. We might, you might be onto something because I did just find
5: myself uh, with my son binging the Hunger Games movies Ooh. and really enjoyed them. <laughs> I'm I, like, wow, these are great. Yeah.
3: I just started rereading The Da Vinci Code. Yeah. I don't know why. You know, it's one of those where my wife said, "Hey, can you clean out uh, this room in here?" And I'm in there, and all of a sudden, I see the firm, and I go, "Oh man, I need to read this." Oh, Da Vinci Code. I'm, you know, a hundred pages into the Da Vinci Code, and it's a page turner. Yeah, Paul,
4: your movie Desperados that you watched uh, got a 16 percent positive on <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. Here's the summary: dumb, dated, desperate, and downright disappointing. And you know how much I hate alliteration.
1: Yeah. But that sounds like me. Yes, McLovin. By the way, if you've seen the Chris Hemsworth movie, Extraction, you've seen the Charlize Theron movie. Uh, They're the same movie, just interchange the two actors. What is her movie? It's about these warriors. No, no, I know
3: what it is, but what's the name of it? I have no idea. You watched the movie. I have
1: have zero idea what the name was. But it's uh, it's very much like Extraction, which was kind of cool, no? It's like a John Wick kill everybody kind of The old guard?
4: The old, the old guard. The old guard. It
1: got good reviews. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm seeing. Desperados is a lot like um, uh, bad what you know like a bad housewives kind of movie where these women go down to Mexico
3: and cut loose. Yeah, yeah. But I I, I clicked on it. Hey, you look at desperate times, man. I I I just go okay, I'll do it, and then. Because you know, my wife will sometimes go, what are you watching? And I'll say "What I'm watching, I go, why are you watching that? And I go, I-, I have no idea. Like I clicked on it and sometimes it's it's like I click on a, a basketball game or a you know, sporting event that is not a popular one because I feel like, well, nobody's watching it, therefore I'll watch it. And then sometimes I'll click on you know, a stand-up comedian or it might be a movie that I had not heard anything about or didn't get good reviews and I go... I should watch this because maybe somebody else is not watching this. It's not a good approach, by the way. Justin in Utah joins us. Good morning, Justin. What's on your mind today?
6: Hey Dan five eleven two fifty So I'm just calling in about the uh, e s p n poll that you've been talking about, yeah, how
3: some some people might be oh, if there's ten thousand or fifteen thousand fans in the stands, then I'll watch. yeah. As a lifelong Mariner fan, I can vouch that if even if there's 10,000 fans <laughs> in the stands, no one's watching that game. Well, so. that, that would be a normal game for the Mariners. So you would just say, hey, the Mariners are playing. You wouldn't go, boy, they got 10,000 fans in the stands. But uh, thank you, Justin. That was a shot at the Seattle Mariners there. I was watching Robinson Cano. I forgot he was on the Mets because we forgot he was on the Mariners for so many years. That was one of those where... This guy played for the Yankees, and then he signs that deal with Seattle, and I said, say goodbye to Robinson Cano. You're not going to hear from him again for a while. Boy, but you do career salary. Wasn't that one of Jay-Z's, wasn't that Rock Nation, one of their first clients was uh, Robinson Cano, don't you know? And now he's playing second base. He looks huge out there at second base. Of course, and reasons why. Yeah. He looked that way before. Did he miss 82 games? Yeah, I think they uh, they sat him down. They put him in timeout. Do you have career salary for Robinson Cano, don't you know? I'm, I mean, in a minute, hold it.
4: His last year with the Yankees, he was making 15 mil. He actually left the Yankees to take a pay rate. Thank you. <laughs> he made three All-Star games in the past... Seven years. Not
3: so bad. Yeah, but I don't trust any of his numbers.
4: He's got three more years at 24 oh. mil a year.
3: Isn't that his number? Yeah.
4: I'm... When it's all said and done, I'm going to go 260. 260 million. Wait. We're supposed to guess. Oh, my bad. I was yeah. going to say 250. You would have been really close. Thanks, Paul. Good job, Dan. Now I'm going to go 260. <laughs> you nailed it.
5: 259. Got nine. it. 60.
4: Oh, that's. A... He did get suspended for 80 games in 2018. How much did he lose by being suspended?
3: 18 million dollars. 12 mil. I was going to go 12. Nailed it. All right. Number one golfer in the world, John Rahm's going to join us coming up. Final hour in the program and Pauly, Fritzie McLovin, yours truly. If you'd like to be involved, you can. You can tweet us. You can dial us up. Final hour coming up.
7: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City.
2: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the godfather. Now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
0: VGW Group. No purchase necessary. where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
3: What makes a Mercedes-Benz EV different? Electric is what gets you there. But Mercedes is what moves you. Like no other automaker can. The vehicle, all electric. The feeling, all Mercedes. The choice is all yours. Learn more at mbusa.com slash EQ.